This podcast is not for the easily offended, victimhood enthusiasts, or those who take themselves too seriously, namely cyclists, conspiracy theorists, personal trainers, and other fanatics. Your Hobby is Shit is a nerd-free environment which strongly discourages dickheads from listening. Authorised by Sean Woodland for Your Hobby is Shit. Since day dot, humans have invented, inadvertently stumbled across, or tried to discover passions and stuff they're good at by having a go at hobbies. We might use them for pleasure, health, fitness, to combat loneliness, or to distract us from reality, all in the hope we can find meaning in our lives. Hobbies can be bizarre, addictive, psychologically revealing, and sometimes even beyond ridiculous. But, whatever your hobby, chances are, it's at the very least, a little bit shit. So listen in and prepare for your hobby to be exposed. I'm Sean Woodland, host of Your Hobby Is Shit. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of my second favourite podcast. Fair bit going on this week. First up, I've got a hypothetical for you. Let's say if your hobby and or profession was performing comedy and you are employed to do a half-hour spot for a considerable sum of money. You'd be pretty happy about that, I'd imagine. Then you find out that the group uh, you'll be performing to consists of 100 men. Small red flag. Uh, I've found any group consisting of people from all of the same gender, occupation or demographic can spell trouble. Uh, The more variety, the better in my view. Uh, I've performed for groups of doctors twice now, both times excruciating. Uh, Now, as I said, this group was entirely made up of men, and they all came from the same demographic, uh, that being the demographic of fuckwit. (laughs) Uh, It gets better. I didn't know this sort of activity still happened all that often. I mean, I'm not a prude or a dickhead. I know men like seeing strippers, but uh, this group of men employed a couple of strippers to serve them drinks and to do a show that was to be held after or performed after I was on. Uh, The funny bit for me was that they'd also hired a band, pretty good band too. These blokes didn't look like men who were going to dance with each other though. In fact, they looked like the sort of men that even when shaking your hand would stand as far away from you as possible to prevent any accusation of homosexuality. So I'm fucked if I know what the band was for. Uh, When one bloke yelled out, play a song you cunts, to the band who were tuning their instruments, I thought, this will go well. And the very second... The bloke handed me the hands-free internal microphone, which was of appalling auditory quality. Uh, That was the very second. The two strippers decided to reveal their breasts for the first time. Look, in fairness to these blokes, a few of whom I chatted to, and uh, they're all all alright. It's just that one, you know, that big group of blokes sort of thing. But in fairness to them, if I was in a crowd, it wouldn't matter who was speaking. Uh, It could be the person, you know, I could be listening to JFK or fucking Donald Trump. It wouldn't matter. If a woman with enormous tits pulled them out while they were speaking, I'd be like, sorry, I'm not paying attention to whatever you're saying anymore. Uh, So essentially, I was heckled by a pair of tits. Uh, To be fair, a very good set of tits, uh, one of them in particular. And every time I began to set up a joke, uh, the one with the very large ones would stand up and shake her boobs and every eye in the room would naturally shift away from me onto her. I did try to explain that I couldn't compete with her breasts, but like all good hecklers, she was absolutely convinced that she was helping the show. 
It didn't matter how good a joke I told, nothing. The only time I got any traction was when I was slagging off any of the fellas or talking to she of the enormous breasts. In hindsight, I should have pulled her up uh, for a thorough Q&A session. That would have been probably my best option, you know. Uh, what's your relationship like with your dad? <laughs> that sort of thing. Anyways, somehow I managed to survive and walked away with about the same amount of money it would have cost to make one of her breasts. So often the case in comedy, the more money you earn, the shit ever gig. Some people just aren't into comedy. I did a gig last night at The Running Joke, a great room at the Potts Point Hotel in Sydney, and I was the MC, and I uh, got started. It was a little bit slow to get started, but then I got them, and I was talking to some girls down the front, and asked one how old they were, and one of them objected quite strenuously to me asking that question which I found fucking fascinating. Uh, and even more so because they were from Brisbane. <laughs> fucking hell. The redneck capital of Australia. And Jesus Christ, they were getting all PC on me. And the reason that I asked her how old she was was because she'd said that she wasn't drinking uh, because she didn't feel like drinking. And that quite surprised me because I'd never heard anyone say that before in my entire life. And then I asked her if she did drugs, and she said no to that as well. Uh, so you can see why I was fascinated and asked how old she was. But uh, frowned upon. Strange days indeed. Who knew that the Commonwealth Games begin tomorrow? I didn't until a couple of days ago. Uh, who knows where they're being held? I didn't. I had to Google it. They're in Birmingham in England. The shine's really gone off some of these uh, so-called global or semi-global events in recent times. There's that fucking much going on all the time. Very competitive marketplace sport now, isn't it? Or hobbies. Even at the beginning of this year, when I heard of the impending announcement of which city was due to host the 2032 Olympic Games, I was flabbergasted to discover that the announcement was a mere formality, that Brisbane had no competition, no other city gave a fuck or wanted it. Whatever happened to that competitiveness and tension, you know, and like, and the winner is Sydney, or whatever that corrupt guy said 20-odd years ago when Sydney got the games, and countries used to really genuinely compete. Uh, if you're the sort of person who likes the idea of beating your own kids at sport, the Commonwealth Games would be right up your alley. Uh, my kids asked what the Commonwealth Games were the other day, and I wasn't sure how to explain it, so I said, that's where all the countries that England <laughs> invaded get together to try and beat their oppressor while still paying homage to the Queen. Uh, the Brits weren't so keen on being invaded themselves, were they? They couldn't get out of Europe fucking quick enough. Unless you're in them, does anyone seriously care? The Commonwealth Games are so shit that white people can win running races. That's shit. I've never had too much to say about soccer on this podcast. Uh, when it's played well, I, I fucking love it. If I'm in England, I follow it like I'd follow footy here and I'd be drinking cans once a week with Kenny while we watched a game. I'd even call it football. Likewise, if I'm in America, I seamlessly adapt to their sports and I watch them. Uh, fans of soccer argue that it's the world game and that more than 4 billion people around the world either played or watch it. That sounds impressive, doesn't it? Until you consider that... The same number of people around the world have an imaginary friend. Not so impressive then, is it? Uh, they're a feisty bunch in Australia, soccer fans. They feel disrespected, uh, like their little brother maybe. Uh, they got a bit of a chip on their collective shoulders, haven't they? Because their game doesn't get the attention they believe it deserves. 
And uh, they really went nuts last week when a Manchester United player, Marcus Rashford, posed for a photograph whilst holding a Sharon. Uh, if you don't know, a Sharon is the football used to play Australian rules in the AFL. Uh, it's not the same shape as a soccer ball. bit of cross-code promotion. It's happened before, uh, and it'll happen again. But if soccer truly is the world game, why would they care? Uh, it might be the world game, but it's not the Australian game. Never will be. All about the PR, that shit, isn't it? Incredibly, Football Australia isn't even directly involved with the staging of these pre- and post-season friendlies with all the uh, major Premier League clubs that are here. Although the governing body does have to officially sanction them for the matches to go ahead. Uh, I reckon next time, the Football Australia won't sign off on any of these games unless promoters and clubs agree not to engage in any PR opportunities involving other sports and will closely scrutinise publicity before giving them the green light. They'll call it something like uh, the no Sharon rule. Uh, do they really think it matters? Fucking fragile egos, these soccer people, eh? Only last week I was remembering on this podcast how I once loved rugby league. Oh, but what a fucking disaster it is. I mean, it's a game built on controversy over a hundred years ago, and it survives on controversy to this day. It's the trailer park of Australian sport. It's the intellectual equivalent of compulsory headbutting for school kids. It's like the NRL Neanderthals running loose. It's the greatest gift to stupidity the world's ever seen. Some people are actually as stupid as they look. And most of them play rugby league. It just keeps being rugby league. It's fucking incredible. Just in the past week, another Burgess brother is in rehab. Uh, whichever one it was was recently charged with the sexual touching of another person without consent. George, that's that's the one, George Burgess. Now he's in rehab to deal with gambling and depression. Incredibly, none of this has anything to do with the criminal charge. He's not in there to deal with the... Per- perhaps alleged sexual touching of people without consent. So he must be quite the compartmentaliser, our George. I reckon if I was charged with sexual touching without consent, I'd be thinking a little bit about that while I was in rehab to deal with my gambling and or depression as well. Uh, Then Kevin Proctor, who plays for the Gold Coast Titans. They're actually anything but Titans. And, well, he no longer plays for them. He was sacked on Monday for... You just fucking can't believe this shit. Posting a video of himself smoking a vape while sitting on the shitter in the dressing rooms at halftime of a game that he wasn't playing in. I think he was the 18th or 19th man or something. Uh, Smoking, of course, in the nanny state is banned in all Australian sporting stadiums, even vape smoke. Now, I've done some pretty stupid things in my time. I'll admit this. I once urinated on a poker machine at my footy club. And uh, when Big Nuts reminded me of what I'd done the next morning, (laughs) to be fair, I was fucking mortified. Not so much that I'd pissed on a gambling device, but uh, more so that if I had been caught, I'd be banned from the club probably for life. And when you're 18 and you drink at your footy club every weekend, life seems like quite a long time. Uh, Thankfully, there was no cameras around. I wasn't caught and no mobile phones either. So no one was there to record my stupidity for posterity. In my defence, I was 18 and clearly a fucking idiot. Uh, But now let's just say you're a 33-year-old man who is earning an enormous amount of money for playing for a shit football team. Would you, first of all, record yourself vaping for any reason? 
then would you do it while you were sitting on a shitter? I mean, I, I don't see the appeal. But say you did, would you then post it to social media? Uh, the answer to that is yes, if you possess the neurological apparatus of a fucking goldfish. What the fuck goes through the minds of these blokes? Probably air. And, like, he was sober. It was half time in a game. Like, oh, fuck me, dead. Like, a 33-year-old man would think that was a smart and or funny thing to do. Like, I know, bloke. And, look, would do stupid things. Pissed, fair enough. Like, you know, that Todd Carney pissed in his own mouth. There's, there's, you know, I've seen blokes do some silly things, but Jesus Christ. Oh, I mean, I don't even know what he got sacked for. Maybe breaking the law by smoking in a sports stadium, bringing the... Game into disrepute. Surely that's a feat which is nigh on impossible now. Uh, he was fined $20,000 in 2017 for being caught buying cocaine on uh, in Canberra nightclub. I'm gathering he didn't post that video himself. And uh, what else? He was suspended for four matches in 2020 for biting an opponent. Kevin Proctor was. Uh, now <laughs> sacked for vaping on a bog. Makes you wonder whether the club just might have wanted to see the back of him, doesn't it? Uh, turns out, though, that the reason or reasons that he posted a video of himself vaping while sitting on the bog at halftime in a footy game that he had nothing to do with uh, wasn't anything to do with the fact that he's a loose unit who probably needs to just grow the fuck up. Uh, he attributes this act of supreme idiocy to the breakdown of his marriage, his mother's cancer diagnosis and injuries. Thanks for clearing that up for us, Kevin. I'm interested to know, then, what you attribute to the breakdown of your marriage and to what you attribute the reason you fucking bit an opponent. Getting on the bags, I can cop. Good fun. It's a fucking never-ending cycle of self-pity and victimisation. Take your medicine, you big girl's blouse. Holy fuck. And then over the bridge at Manly, up to seven players are considering standing down from a game rather than wearing the club's inclusive or pride jersey, whatever you want to call it. Only rugby league could fuck this up so badly. The players are reportedly opposed to wearing the jersey due to their religious beliefs. Who would have thought? They don't seem to have a problem with the club's major sponsor being a gambling company or their home ground being named after a brewing company or having sex before marriage or drinking or taking drugs or having teammates who drink, drive or hit chicks, but they draw the line when it comes to the gays and having a rainbow on their jumpers. Quality fucking human beings. But it highlights for me one of the many reasons why I have no faith in sporting nor corporate wokeness. Uh, you never hear them banging on about minimum wage increases. It's always reeks of just token social shit. And nor do I ever want to get my moral guidance from uh, a football club, particularly a rugby league one. Uh, but the same thing happened with a GWS player from the AFL Women's earlier this year when she refused to wear the jumper and she was let off the hook because her religious beliefs had to be respected. I said then and I'll say it now, bigotry is bigotry is bigotry. I don't care what you think your imaginary friend's beliefs about sexuality are. Jesus, he would have sucked a mate's cock if he was desperately in need. That's the sort of bloke he was. He was out to help others. Uh, we're inclusive by letting these clowns believe in the nonsense of a magic man in the sky, so the least they can do is support people who've, you know, been persecuted by intolerant hypocrites like yourselves forever and a day. Fucking dickheads. Some people 
truly are as stupid as they look. Fucking hell. Gays have been around for a lot fucking longer than religion. I'm a dickhead for giving them oxygen, aren't I? The players, the officials, the fans, rugby league, it's the sporting equivalent of Ted Bundy in a sorority house. Fuck me. Uh, The health conscious among you will be pleased to know that I'm probably not obese anymore. I haven't quite lost the uh, 33 kilos like James Packer, one of the world's richest men has, but I've dropped a few already. No diet, no tricks, just lots of cocaine and speed for me. No, it's pretty simple, really. You just walk around starving and angry all the time, wondering if the doctor should have prescribed you euthanasia. That's not that bad. You know what you do? You stop eating shit. I'd love to unpack that and write a uh, 300-page self-help bestseller portraying myself as a victim who comfort eats to cope uh, and all these battles made me fat. But for me, it's that simple. Stop eating shit. Uh, and try and drink a little bit less, but not that much less. I, I left one cold beer in the fridge the other night before going to bed. Uh, that was a first, and will probably be a last. Uh, but good to see James Packer shedding the weight. He's also given up his antidepressants and antipsychotics. Not so sure that's a good idea. Uh, he was seen jogging at the French Riviera the other day, uh, but he was still wearing a loose black T-shirt, so he's probably still a fat cunt. I'll, uh, I'll believe he's slim when I see him in a white t-shirt. That's when you know you're thin, when you can wear a white one, James. I do worry about James Packer. Uh, he's the poster boy, isn't he, for the saying, money can't buy happiness. I mean, obviously, he can rent it from time to time, but we do know that money certainly can buy you morbid obesity. Uh, what I'm interested in knowing is uh, how long till he piles it on again. He's got a bit of the warnings about him, Packer. He's a bit of a yo-yo man. Uh, He reckons he's lost a total of over 33 and counting uh, by quitting alcohol, following a strict diet and exercising regime, and limiting his daily calorie intake. Fucking call me a cynic, but that's not going to last. Once a cake chaser, always a salad dodger. And just remember, you can be fat and happy. Good luck, James Packer. You're going to fucking need it, mate. Old mate Mikko and I have released another episode of Mad Dogs just today. This one is about a Satanist. Uh, You probably won't believe this, but he was also a pervert and a bullshit artist. It's a good app. Get across to Mad Dogs when you finish listening to this. Uh, If comedy's your thing, I'll be headlining two shows at Wyong Theatre on the Central Coast this Saturday night. I reckon there might be tickets left for one of those shows. Great joint, that one. It's one of the best gigs I did in 2021. I can't wait. And if you are going to the Sydney Cricket Ground to watch the Sydney Swans play the GWS Giants on Saturday afternoon, keep an eye out for little blonde Boris Woodland, who will be playing on the hallowed turf for the second time now at halftime in the main game. She's already put her old man's footy career to shame. I bet you she kicks a goal too. She's a gun. And sadly, I won't be there as I'll be en route to Wyong, where this week I'd be very surprised if I'm to be heckled by a pair of large breasts. Comedy and stripping, when combined, your hobby is shit. Thanks for lending me your ears for another episode. All going well, I'll be back next week with current news and some harsh but fair critiques of more shit hobbies. You know where to find the podcast. Please subscribe to and share it. Or don't. I'll be okay. 
You can find Your Hobby Is Shit on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Your feedback, suggestions and abuse are all greatly appreciated. And if you're, for example, the manufacturer of a great beer like, say, the Immortal Pale Ale, and you're looking to sponsor an enlightening podcast, I'm open to offers. Thanks again. I'm Sean Woodland, the host, writer, producer, editor, and complaints handler at Your Hobby Is Shit. One of the members of Fart Group being judged by his children. Magnificent stuff.